Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Deli Meat. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Number 373, 373, number 374, 374, number 375. Yep, that's me. Oh, great, great, great. Hey, man, what can I get for you? I would love a decision on what the best deli meat is. All right. Well, let me go to my comically large slicer and run the most unattractive (laughs) hunk of protein over it. That somehow yields the most beautiful slices, thin or thick, you get to pick of deli meat you could possibly have. This is episode 375. That was an insider, and you won't hear it because it was edited out. But I fooled Ken Plume into talking to us and telling me (laughs) I had the incorrect episode. I had a bit. We worked out a whole system. We know the rule of threes. Come on, Ken. I love to create like a bit and then immediately explain the bit and ruin it. That's what I do. I grinch it up. <laughs> is that called grinching a bit? Oh, dude, now. man, you got so close. You got right to the end and then you grinched the bit, bro. The tops of my hair curl up as I'm doing it because I'm so <laughs> pleased with myself. Oh, my God. Of course. The, yeah, the smile. Yes. I'm very excited about this episode. I'm going to say I owe you an apology, my brother. Okay. I was initially skeptical of this topic when you said best mm-hmm. deli meat. Yes. And I thought, what, that's, what? Yes. Was my first thought that there was not a dive to be had. I'm glad that we did not do it that particular day. Right. Because when it was proposed, it was proposed with not nearly enough time to dive into the real minutia of the world of deli meat. And there is minutia out there, buddy. Isn't it funny how, like in the world of this podcast and a little mm-hmm. bit in life, I may be more Felix than Oscar, and you're more Oscar than Felix. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that premise? Yes. However, when it comes to this show, I generally don't want to do any research because I feel like part of what we're doing here is having the conversations people would have anyway, and they wouldn't go, hold on, I'm going to go to Google and look up a bunch of stuff and come with a sheet of paper. However, it makes it infinitely better when both Kate McManus, who is a brilliant researcher and has put together countless bits of information for us or yourself have some preparation as well. It's good to have some research in there. It's good for someone who's listening to maybe get information that they wouldn't have otherwise. Cause a lot of people would be like smoked Turkey and then be done. But you know, there there's always more conversation and more information to be had. Well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you. And I was thinking about that just this afternoon It is almost as if frequently on this show, we are the play-by-play and the color man. I will be the one with something in front of me that is a technical thing that is (laughs) either a list or a bracket or a, so don't worry, I've got something for you today (laughs) or a, uh, or a something. And you're the one who just, I remember that story. See, it was six years ago. There was a dumpster out in back of this one place. Did you know that's where Doritos were invented? (laughs) I did find that story out this week, by the way, that Doritos were invented in a dumpster at Disneyland. Because they were throwing out a bunch of the tortilla chips. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and Dave Dorito. Mm-hmm. David S. Dorito. David S. Dorito. Yes. The S stood for spicy. Yep. He pulled them out, dusted them off. And when he did, a genie popped out of that pile of tortilla chips and he was able to create a... um. Uh, this is going nowhere. Let's talk about deli meat. But it's a good side dish for deli meat. Sure it is. I am the perfect color commentator for this because I'm like, oh, I've eaten tons of sandwiches. I grew up going yeah. like I, I have so many memories of going to delis as a kid, yeah. going to delis as a teenager and in college. And even now, I love going to get like freshly cut deli meat. I like it way better than prepackaged. If I have prepackaged, then I'm really mm-hmm. in a rush. And I know yeah. I'm, it's fine because you know, you'll have it over the course of the week, but there's nothing as good as getting like a fresh cut. Now, when you go to the deli, mm-hmm. before we even get into me, what is it? What is the amount that you buy? Do you get quarter pound? Do you get half pound? Do you get a pound? What, what do you do? 
I get because I get sometimes my brain over uh, or my sometimes my stomach. Uh, what is the phrase I'm looking for? My eyes are bigger than my stomach. I couldn't yes. find that. Sometimes sure. my eyes are bigger than my stomach and okay. I will go, let me get a half pound. And mm-hmm. that it, you forget that when you're ta- when you're talking about slices of meat, you're not really using what I'm measuring in pounds here. You know what I mean? That Correct. much meat is a whole heck of a lot of deli meat to eat. So now I go and I get, I get smaller amounts. I get it sliced. Uh, do you, you usually, you won't get the packaged. You mean in the grocery store, you won't go get I, uh, the packaged stuff. You will go to I the deli prefer, section. Yes. So you go to get a number mm-hmm. and then you have a choice. You know, you have all, that's really where you get the full range, right? Yeah. Because not only is there turkey, but do you want oven roasted? Do you want cracked pepper? Do you want honey? Mm-hmm. Honey roasted barbecue. Like you have so many choices. Sure. Just there. Do you want like almost like a sliced turkey London broil where it's got, it's been marinated on the outside and then yeah. for roast beef. Do you want your rare roast beef? Do you want your well done roast beef? You know, you have a lot of different choices. Now at this point, I've got it down to, to a style. I think we've talked here. I've definitely talked about it mm-hmm. on Titan and fights because it was the sandwich I ate and still do eat sometimes when I'm watching. A wrestling pay-per-view but i've talked about the dagwood i build and that has generally no fewer than four different types of meat in it <laughs> so i i love them all but i i have my rotation uh what is your meat slicing style because or not slicing i'm sorry your meat piling style because when i was a kid i looked at the package and i went that's what a sandwich is supposed to look like right so if it was bologna i was rolling that bologna up so that it looked like the rolled up bologna on the packaging. If it was ham, I would ask my mom to get butter lettuce instead of iceberg because butter lettuce was curly on the outside and that's what they had in there or green leaf lettuce. Sure. What is your technique for your sandwiches? Do you go flat? You go Cuban style? I go one end at the end of the bread and then mm-hmm. I fold it over when it gets over the other edge. Then I will start the next slice next to it on that rolled side and then go over. So, yeah. or like if it's a bit generally, if it's really big pieces, you can fold it in half and yeah. then you just have to keep the folds on opposite ends as you build it. So it's like a meat ladder from the bottom slice of bread to the top slice of bread. And, you know, I'm thinking about the geometry of this particular meat ladder. Yeah. And what I'm seeing is that very specific ribbon style that is often on a birthday or holiday present. Similar to that. Now, did you ever in class in like math, it's either be a math class or a science class project. Mm-hmm. Where you're given a deck of cards. Oh, then no. Sorry. <laughs> you never did any. Was it not in language arts or drama? It wasn't. Was not paying attention. But maybe you did this. I probably. Like, let's see. A deck of playing cards and your job uh-huh. is to build a bridge with them. Yes. That has the, the best structural integrity. Mm-hmm. I was terrible at that. <laughs> no clue how to do it. The bridge, my bridge looked like the suspension rope bridge from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, <laughs> but it didn't hold up as well. It didn't need... It didn't need Indiana Jones to chop at the support ropes with a sword for it to fall apart or a machete. But now, there were alligators underneath it. Oh, yeah. And they would roll yeah. around. There's just a, little <laughs> bunch, just a bunch of TikTok crocs. Fun alligators. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> but if you ask me to build a sandwich, that thing will have structure oh, and yeah. integrity to it. Well, that that's why that's out. why we had to do that episode. Yeah. How to build a sandwich. That's right. Which we did. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Did you go generally to the same deli growing up? Yes. We had our okay. deli that we went to or the deli section of our supermarket. You, know, you go to the supermarket and get deli meat there. Which one would you go to more often, would you say? Were you more times at a, a grocery, proper grocery store or in like the local deli? Because what was the place? Mm-hmm. There was a deli like restaurant that you took, took me you to. to. Yeah. Ben and Nerves. I took you to Ben, ben and Nerves. And they, would, they have a proper deli counter there with all of this stuff. They do. They do. And their stuff is decent. But, you know, we would go the, – the store that we went to when I was very little was the Shop and Bag, mm-hmm. which is not the high-end store. But it was what we could afford at the time. Mm-hmm. And you would go to the deli counter there. And I found that when you go to a, a supermarket, a larger market, they have more options. So if you like yeah. an oven-roasted turkey, you've got three different brands to choose from. Do you like Boar's Head? Do you like Dietz & Watson? Do you like Correct. whoever – say a Butterball? I found that delicatessens, they have their, whatever they get is the supply that they have. I like the larger variety and I haven't found by and large, I find the turkey at delicatessens, Mm -hmm. well, the ones that are attached to 
restaurants to almost uniformly be very dry. Well, it's just a matter of how long it's been out there, right? Like a grocery is. store is probably going to have a lot more turnover, so the turkey's going to get sliced a lot more. It is, but I also have found there's certainly sliced turkey out there that is not as dry. Yeah. Well, let's dive into some of these different meats at the deli. Sure. And you have, it's funny, you have mentioned specifically mostly turkey Mm -hmm. and things that you would find in a kosher deli. Yes. Which does not include ham. Love ham. Love me some ham. Sure. But you probably couldn't get that at a, you could get that at the grocery store deli, of course. I mean, it depends on the deli. Look, if you right. went to Jerry's Famous Deli out here, you're not unless you go it. to a kosher delicatessen, mm-hmm. you're probably going to be able to, to get ham. It has to be a kosher restaurant, I think, to serve. Oh, really? And even in that case, you're not going to have cheese on your sandwich because you're not going to mix dairy and meat. Right. So depend. I, I remember I grew up with bacon and ham. We never kept kosher. Yeah. So... Well, good. Then let's dive into some of these, uh, some of these meats, including meats from around the world. Because how Mm -hmm. have you ever heard of the ham belt? Uh, That's what I call my belly. That's my, (laughs) I've got my ham belt. Mm. It's so tight under the shirt, my ham belt. I wish I could loosen it, but it's part of me. My ham belt. I'm actually shaking it, which actually feels nice. Can I look out for my arms? Can I have that silver platter back, please? Do you see my shirt moving? Yes, I see. Because I'm juggling my belly. I'm really doing it. Yeah, but you're also making your shirt move. Yeah, that's because it's. Oh my my gosh. Your hand belt. Yes, I see your hand belt. belt. Hi there. I'm working my hand belt. It's not shaking. Everybody work your hand belt. (laughs) I got a hand belt. The hand belt is a Mm -hmm. specific latitude on the globe that circumnavigates, basically circumnavigates the globe. And it is a stretch of terra firma where it is not too cold in winter that it freezes and it is hot enough in the summer and there's just enough humidity in the air in the summer to perfectly dry cure meats. Mm, Okay. So that is where ham comes from. And the, uh, the notion of cured meats comes Pretty much primarily from this belt, this one big stretch. Interesting. Or, I mean, it comes from other places. I'm sure there's places uh, in South America as well and uh, south of the, you know, on the other side. But this is a particular northern hemisphere latitude. And can you guess what places all have roughly the same latitude and are in the hand belt? It gets cold, but doesn't freeze. That's what Mm -hmm. you said? Yeah. No, it doesn't get cold, cold. Yeah. Is... But it also doesn't get so hot. Well, it gets, it's humid. Mm-hmm. And you said it's in the... It's also a place uh, not arid because it's a place where you can have pork livestock. Oh, boy. It is, does part of it cross through these United States of America? Oh, a good part of it crosses through these United States of America, my friends. I would say Florida would be in the hand belt. A little north, but you're in a roughly Georgia? the right region. Uh, you've heard of a Virginia ham, a Kentucky Virginia. ham, oh, Tennessee sure. ham, that whole stretch of the deep south. Yes, Georgia as well. Yeah. That is country ham country down there. And we used to eat country oh. ham growing up. Virginia hams, of course. Uh, now if you cross the Atlantic Ocean mm-hmm. and you go to the other side of the world, where France? do you think that roughly is? France? Little south and you get there a little earlier. But yes, France, part of France is in the ham belt. Little south when you get there. So England? That's north. Little south. Little south. South of France. South and south and and you get there first. Now you get get there there first first if you're crossing the Atlantic. Portugal and Spain. That jamon iberico. Oh, okay. Where they cut the whole leg. They don't even bother encasing it in anything. Cut that leg. Cut that leg. Then you got, you cut across, of course, roughly that same latitude. You get all the delicious, Salamis and prosciuttos and uh, other flavors of Italy mm-hmm. cutting across through there to Croatia. A lot of great uh, similar styles in Croatia. And then all the way across past all the dry and arid parts to China where they make ham and have always you've seen hams hanging up in the windows of uh, the best Chinese delicatessens and restaurants. Oh, yeah. in Sometimes the United States. Yeah. In Chinatown in Philly, we would see them and, and you go, oh, we'd see ducks more than anything. But sometimes you'd see a whole thing. Yeah. Get a whole thing. Why not? Oh, and also the parts of Germany. 
uh, Germany is very big into this oh, as well. Work. So going up and yeah. So, uh, and, and they're, you know, in France and Germany, a little bit in France and Germany and some in England, they're very good. You know, you've got your basically all of the green parts of Europe. Okay. But specifically, you know, that latitude, the ham belt, the ham belt. That's what's called the ham belt. Yeah. Sure. Isn't that great? I just, I was so great. excited when I, you said come in armed with facts tonight. And I was so excited that ham belt was one of them. Do you like talking about ham? <laughs> Let me listen to my ham belt. By the way, another thing I did today, this is what I do for this show. I watched a ham go from full pig to sandwich, and I watched the whole process. Oh, it was unpleasant at times. Well. But now I know how ham's made. Yeah. That film directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> the, the, when you. Yeah, that pig was swearing the whole time. Yes. And very racist. Yeah. Dropping a lot of uh, inappropriate language. Do you like ham because you prefer a salty deli meat? I think because I'm from Tennessee, I prefer a smoky deli meat. Okay. So you don't like oven roasted turkey breast. You want it smoked. It's fine. Like mesquite. Yeah. I, if, if there is going to be, if, there, if, if a smoked version is an option, I will always take a smoked version of a thing. So you like it to have the smoke ring on the slices? Well, uh, that's only for brisket, though. I know, but there's sort of like a crust. You <laughs> want it to have a crust because yeah. that's really where that's where most of the smoky flavor is is on the outside. I mean, it some gets in, but it's well, they yeah. Crust. I mean, it's most of it sticks to the outside because they're in those smokers for however long. Sure, I would like to propose. Go ahead. A method for us to, and this is simply for categorization's sake. Okay. To talk about these many different types of lunch meats and deli sure. meats and cold cuts. I would like to make this a trip around the ham belt. Are we just picking best ham? No, no, no. Uh, the, no, no. Around the cold cut belt. Specifically, not exactly the ham belt. This is more of a world tour because there are a few specific places where these come from. Germany. Okay. And then the German influence in the United States that created the first delis and then later the first kosher delis. Then you've got the Italian section, which is salami and capicola, mortadella, prosciutto. And then you've got the Spanish version, which is the jamón iberico and the real like and the chorizo, the really hard, super greasy. Go on. You're making a face. <laughs> is chorizo something you get sliced and put on a sandwich or is it something you cook up and have with eggs? Two different things. There's two different kinds of chorizo. Okay. Just yeah. wanted to make sure. There is a, the Spanish chorizo is a hard salami. It's okay. like a, there, and all of these are sausages, by the way. Yeah. Three main types that we're going to be talking about probably. This could also be a way we divide it up if you want. There's whole cuts, which is just the meat as it is brined, smoked and sliced. That's roast beef, corned beef and some turkey breast. There is restructured meat, which is they take the bones out, they trim a lot of the fat out, they put it into some sort of loaf form. And that is most of the ones you're talking about, like the Dietz and Watson and the boar's head. That is all of their turkeys and hams. Yeah. It's minimally processed. Then you've got once you once you bust out the grinder, then we're talking about processed meat. And that is sausage, bologna, salami, and those whether coarse or ground, and a lot of the uh, the German ones, liverwurst and uh, extraverst and a bunch of others like that. I would offer, and I'm mm-hmm. fine going through it if you want to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. I don't. I hate to cut through large swaths, right? But I oh, I don't want to. Yeah, coming into this for my money, mm-hmm. I would rather have a pure sliced piece of deli meat. I mean, like the processed stuff is okay, but I would rather have something. That is a little bit more pure and a little bit less. Like, there's just no way. There's no way on this earth that I would allow bologna to win this episode. You know what I mean? And it's a very <laughs> sure. popular. I've had many bologna sandwiches. I like them just fine. It always feels like I've eaten somehow like a piece of wet powder when I'm done. Yes, but there is a side. I do with just- salami and pepperoni. They they leave because of the fat content. They're mm-hmm. greasy. That grease like coats your tongue as you're eating it, and mm-hmm. it's a, it's. Did you just eliminate entire swaths of everything except the Jewish deli, beef, brisket, corned beef, and pastrami? I'm, no, no, no. I'm telling you my where I'm leaning. I'm not saying okay. I'm not saying how it's going to be. I'm saying the reason why I why I wouldn't personally consider those things are because of like they're very good and I enjoy them just fine. 
I never want them on a sandwich because I'd rather either have it on pizza or have it on. You wouldn't want to, you wouldn't have Italian cold cut sandwich, salami, mortadella, capicola. Capicola I'll do sometimes, but it has to be with something else that cuts it because it's, it's so intensely super fatty. I love it. I'll also just, if we get some, like slight that I'll get packaged because I know it's not processed. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll eat that just as slice. I'll just pop it in and, and eat it. It's very good. Yeah. It's a little too, it's so salty that to put it in a sandwich for me is not, I wouldn't do it, but that doesn't, you know, a good deli meat can work, you know, like a good slice of turkey or a piece of salami, whatever it is. You can just mm-hmm. eat it as is. It doesn't have to be what's best on a sandwich, right? I would agree with that. Yeah. I think because I, I look at these as, a lot of the Italian ones I would look at and have on a charcuterie board more than yes. I would have in sandwich form. Yes. I think our winner ultimately is going to be something that does well on both. I agree. And I would lean towards a sandwich probably more than anything because when we, we're talking about a deli meat. And when we say deli meat, it's something mm-hmm. you get in a deli. Yeah. We're defining it by now these other things are popular sandwich meats or charcuterie meats. But I think we need to zero in a little bit on what deli meat means because that's the well, specific thing that Charlie Knuckles asked and you yes. don't do anything you don't opposite <laughs> to what Charlie Knuckles You says. don't mess with Charlie Knuckles. I will point out, Hal, though, yes. that I go frequently to the Pinocchio Deli, which is the Pinocchio Delicatessen and Monte Carlo restaurant, which is just down the street from me on Magnolia. It is an Italian deli and I go in and I get in there prosciutto and capicola and speck and salami and brasala, which I will talk about in a little while. So brasada, all of those, all those ones that you would see on a charcuterie board are in the Italian deli. Right. It's, so there is more than one sandwich. kind of deli. It is a very, that is it on one sandwich as a salty sandwich. And you're a hundred percent like there's a different kind of yeah. deli. I'm not saying that they're, that they're out. I'm just saying we should make sure that we're framing it in as deli. Something things. you get from a yeah. delicatessen. Whatever type of delicatessen that may be. I would agree. Let's take a quick break. And and when we come back, we will dive into some of these real meat contenders. I've never been happier. Let me tighten my hand belt and you do the same while you listen to this. (laughs) I'm going to loosen mine. Let's get eaten. (laughs) This episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal is brought to you in part by Curiosity Stream. Instead of rewatching the same old sitcoms and movies that you've seen a hundred times, try something new with Curiosity Stream. There are thousands of award-winning documentaries and non-fiction TV shows for you to explore. Curiosity Stream works on any device, so you can start streaming wherever you are, whenever you want. Here's just a couple of the amazing titles on Curiosity Stream. We've got the history of the home with Nick Offerman, the GOAT where you explore the past, present, and future of homes right up my alley. Of course, we've got Fiddlin', a foot-stomping celebration of true Americana and artistic expression. And we have Miracles of Nature, which explores weird and wonderful animal abilities and discovers how they have inspired some unlikely human inventions. Those are just a few of the incredible programs you can watch on Curiosity Stream, and they've also got one of the best deals out there right now. Curiosity Stream is offering a full year subscription for just $14.99 with code WEGOTTHIS. That's curiositystream.com slash WEGOTTHIS. You've got to check it out. After the show, of course, which we're going to wrap up right now. Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely, and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about this... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. Okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. Did your neighbor back into your car? Bring that case to Judge Judy. Think the mailman might be the real father? Give that one to Judge Mathis. But... 
Does your mom want you to flush her ashes down the toilet at Disney World when she passes away? Now that's my jurisdiction. Welcome to the court of Judge John Hodgman, where the people are real, the disputes are real, and the stakes are often unusual. If I got arrested for dumping your ashes in the Jungle Cruise, it would be an honor. I don't want to be part of somebody getting a super yacht. I don't know at what point you want to go into this, but we've had a worm bin before. Available free right now at MaximumFun.org. Judge John Hodgman, the court of last resort when your wife won't stop pretending to be a cat and knocking the clean laundry over. All right, so let's just, I just want to make sure, we don't have to get into a whole discussion maybe about what deli mm-hmm. meat is. I just want us to keep in mind, like, is this something that you would get at a deli? And we're going to go from our experience. Yeah. So I've got Jewish delicatessens better covered than you. You have Italian delicatessens better covered than me. Yeah. And we can meet in the middle. On the and one. screw German delicatessens. <laughs> but I Isn't will say, <laughs> I was very excited about one thing. Should we decide that we needed to break this into categories and perhaps pull one of the German ones out as a finalist, including, you know, liverwurst, knockwurst, extra worst, simply because that would mean that we would get to best of the worst determine best worst. Oh, gosh. Yeah. This is, I don't think it's going to be any of those. No, it's not. Though you do see liverwurst in a deli. I'm not. Uh, of course not you do. It, yeah. Here's what, okay. see a lot of things in a deli. That's They're true. The best. All right. Here's what I'm going to throw. Out. Here's a, here's an idea I'm going to pitch to you. Do it. Why don't you and I just go back and forth throwing out favorites? Sure. And I think the big contenders will show up. Sure. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. I'll be a real basic B here and say mm. that I love just a good oven roasted turkey breast with nothing no smoke no barbecue no anything because i i i think it has it has a decent flavor on its own mm-hmm. and you can dress it up and dress it down however you're going to have it if you're going to heat it up and put gravy over it great if you're going to put it in a sandwich with the toppings and condiments of your choice is great it is a very good very versatile deli meat does that make it the ritz cracker of deli meats it might. It might. It's just no. I, I do, I'm just joking. I do love. I love roast turkey, and also that is the healthiest choice as well. If you're trying to get a healthy deli sandwich, just turkey and vegetables. Yeah, it's all turkey breast. Uh, I'm specifying the all turkey breast version. Sure, not one that just says turkey because that's significantly more processed and significantly more parts from Gelat- significantly more places. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, a good. Deli sliced turkey breast. Do you like the long one? Makes it foldable. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to be too precious about how it's cut. I think I might like larger slices because Mm. sometimes you get it like it just sort of hangs over and then like, oh, this sandwich is barely being contained by the laws of nature. (laughs) And yet I will tame it with my mouth and I will add to my ham belt. (laughs) So I'm okay with any way it's sliced. I think in general, though, I do prefer a larger slice. If you're asking my preference. Larger slices. I wonder if there are delis out there that on Thanksgiving, they're not roasting a turkey. They're just straight up thick slicing the deli turkey and pouring gravy on top of it. I think there's some of that. I bet that would be really, really good. It would be significantly saltier, but there's nothing wrong with that to me. I'm Italian. You pointed it out. We do very salty meat. Sure. You ate at Jerry. You've well, Jerry's famous deli still exists, just not as many mm-hmm. as there used to be. You've eaten at a Jerry's yeah. famous deli. I have. have you ever had either their Thanksgiving plate or an open faced turkey sandwich from them? I have. Yeah. Right. Have you also had a cold cut turkey sandwich from them? No, I don't think so. Well, let me blow your mind. I'm pretty sure they are the same cuts <laughs> of meat. Just one is heated up and one is not. Oh, really? That's the only difference. It's not even I thin or so. thick slice. It might be a little bit thicker. When it's yeah. served as part of a platter, but frankly, I don't remember there being that huge of a difference. Well, all right. Anything else? Let's think any more things about the oven roasted, specifically the oven roasted turkey breast. You like that over the ones that have some sort of thing on the outside of them. You mentioned like the, some sort of a glaze or yeah, a spiced version. I've never really enjoyed like a honey glazed turkey or maple turkey i'm not as huge a fan of those because it becomes about what the flavoring is rather than the turkey you know what i mean like the turkey is uh, like those dipping sticks for whatever (laughs) the flavoring is yeah and that fun dip lick a maid 
Right. But that's what's great about turkey, right? Is it can take, you can prepare it so many different ways because it will take it. It doesn't have either an aggressive base flavor or a flavor that's going to clash with a lot of different changes to it. Do you vary your turkey sandwich routine enough to, you mentioned the versatility being important. Do you change it up a lot? Mark, how many years have you known me? <laughs> Enough to know the answer. Yeah, I I tend not to change it up too much. I find what I like. I, I, I In a way, I'm so prepared for retirement whenever it comes. Because <laughs> I know what I like. I'll have a routine. Mm. I'll go watch the ponies. Oh, my and God. And eat, eat my same sandwich that I like. Look, I was I was not trying breakfast. to I was oh, not trying to correct pale in you. I'm proud. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a, a guy that knows what he likes. Look, we are moving soon to a new neighborhood and that neighborhood has a deli. Ah. And I'm so excited to see how they make the sandwich I already like. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> makes it a little different, right? They all yeah. have their own little version oh, of it. Oh, their lettuce is shredded instead of leaf. Yeah. <laughs> oh. What? Look at me being wild. Oh, my goodness. I never thought this day would come. Oh, my gosh. Get me to Vegas right now. <laughs> All right. I'll throw one out there. Yeah, please. I'll throw it out from the Italian side. Okay. This is an Italian processed deli meat. Okay. But it is a high quality processed deli meat because it's from a time when in Italy, this particular method of creating this particular product was viewed as a delicacy and was expensive and nice. Okay. And that is mortadella. Mm-hmm. Mortadella is ground pork with little bits of lard throughout it is what the little white flecks and mortadella are. Pistachios it is spiced and, berries and pistachios. Yes. The best is my favorites with the pistachios. Yeah. Imagine what bologna is pretending to be or what bologna wants you to think it is that sort of velvety buttery yeah there's a high fat content in it but it's really really good the saltiness of it is great it's like if ham and butter had a baby and this a few fun facts i found out about mortadella for you yeah back in the day it was you know it it became such a huge part of life in its hometown that other companies started to make it and they would make it poorly with not as high quality, not as great a spice mix. So in 1661, the Pope came out and made a decree of what the exact recipe of mortadella was. And anything else that deviated from that was not allowed to call itself mortadella. So what they called it, was they just borrowed the name of the home city of Mortadella, which was Bologna. So Mortadella not only is one of the great deli meats of all time, it is also the slightly classier father or mother of the meat that got America through World War II, the Great Depression, and the 1950s. You know, the major difference between mortadella and bologna from a technical perspective mm-hmm. is that in, in mortadella, the cubes of fat <laughs> are just uh, breaking up that meat, whereas where bologna, you emulsify it all together. Sometimes, did you ever have bologna and be like, you know what this needs is cubes of fat in it and also maybe some nuts and berries. <laughs> You know what? Let's take a whole Hickory Farms. Hey, put it in a blender, and then you know make what? a loaf out of it. And cut slice. See, I don't like a pimento loaf either. What stop that? Put olives on there. Well, you can't put you. I dare all, you, dude. All I of these, you. most I of these are Mark. sausages. Most of these are just sausages. You can stuff whatever you want in it. You can make one of these a, sa- a half liver, half salad, and call it salad versed. I want you to get a slice of ham. Uh-huh. And then some fat cubes. And I want you to roll it up like a cigar with sprinkle some pistachios in there and eat it like a holiday loaf. Like yeah, it's delicious. That was one of the things that I ate in Rome that I really liked was a, they called it a pizza because they call everything a pizza there if it's bread based and it's with <laughs> something on it. But it was literally just a pizza crust and mortadella on top. And they were like, here's your pizza. And I was like, this is delicious. I think I've told the story on the show before. <laughs> I was like, this is delicious, but I know a ham sandwich when I see a ham sandwich. 
but it's not him. It's Mortadella. It's the mother of baloney. Sure. Unlike, unlike both of us who are kind of the uncles of baloney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just generally speaking. We're baloney. Up, but we are sure. EY, not GNA. Correct. Yeah. All right. You got another one? Yeah, I do. I love. I'm going to go. Well, I'll just go through all four of them. I, I love a roast beef and I yeah. love specifically a rare roast beef because I think it has more flavor. It is certainly less dry. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an adventure to eat it because no two slices are alike. Yeah. And I love that about it. I love a roast beef. Yeah. Now, what do you like put on rare? your roast beef sandwich? I love a rare roast. Oh, yeah. Give it to me red. Give me uh, just put some tomatoes on there. Maybe some pickles. But are you talking about one that's just been, are you talking about a cured sliced deli meat rare roast yes. beef? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it is not cooked before because I don't know the difference in like, no, it is the way that it's made. You if, take the roast essentially mm-hmm. and then you slice it, you know, you're, you cook and then you slice it. So it is a rare roast beef sliced into deli meat slices. Okay. Well, I didn't know what the curing process was for it. You know if what I mean? It has a boo boo. You put a band aid on it. That's the curing process. It's great. All right, that's fair. Um, I, look, I, 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 as much as I enjoy it, I'm not an ep- I, I'm not an episode of Unwrapped. I couldn't tell you what the curing process. Boo! Is. I love I also Unwrapped. Have never? Do you, have you ever gone to a deli anywhere and gone? Excuse me. What's the curing process on this meat? Hal, I spent all day learning about cured meats. It's what my brain just does now. Fair enough. Okay, you uh, pre-programmed yourself. I pre-programmed myself to ask very specific questions like this. The hard questions. The hard questions. Well, I do ask, you know, I do curric you. <laughs> yeah, I love a roast beef sandwich. I love it with horseradish. I like it with mm. just horseradish. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't do a lot of, because uh, a lot of, like a roast turkey sandwich is great. I think it needs other things. You know, that horseradish, I had a horseradish recently. That mm-hmm. was so hot that I couldn't. I'm generally okay with heat. Mm-hmm. I like it. I know it. Like I'm, I, You're a hot I sauce feel guy. nothing. Yeah. But this, this horseradish was nuclear. I had a oh, little yeah. bit of it on a piece of matzo. This is around Passover. This is mm-hmm. the horseradish time of year for the sure. people. Oh, I had and, my, I had my Seder. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I coughed and was tearing up. It cleared up my sinuses and then, but I took a big spoonful of it. So I had to keep yeah. eating it. I don't want to waste it. And every time it was. Why'd you take such a big spoonful? Look, dog bites you once. Shame on the dog. I don't know whose fault it is the 50th time, but that's as far as I got. Yeah. It's deeply my fault by then. Just a series of my faults. Yeah. Cause it, cause horseradish hits different. Horseradish hits spicy in your nose. It does. That's where it burns. Yeah. And it goes, it doesn't go down. It goes up. It's a great, that is a great topping for a roast beef sandwich, especially yeah. you put a little tomato on there too. You can do all sorts of oh, stuff. Tomato's good. That's, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah. I like a roast beef. It is interesting how that one kind of see, this is where I get confused though mm. between, and this is, this is a weird thing. Okay. Deli meat wise. This is where it feels like it breaks down to, are we specifically talking cold cuts? Oh because yeah. These are cold cuts. You are talking cold cuts. Oh, these are cold cuts. These are not. Okay. I know it sounds like I'm talking about it like a French dip or something. No, that and see, that's cut. what I'm, that's what I started thinking about was that now. Cause yeah. I get, that's where I'm getting confused in this mm-hmm. is the process of all of this. When you mentioned rare, I think that's what threw me off on it. Well, you can get roast beef. You can get cold cut roast beef cooked to different. You can have it cooked all the way through mm-hmm. where it's like that, that grayish, you know, that. So it is cured. It's yeah. It's not just yes, a there's cold a curing ra- yeah. process. I couldn't tell you what it is, but sure. But there is a cure, but it's cooked it before it's cut. cured. Okay. Right. That is where my brain was having trouble connecting things, but it's all good now. So you haven't had cold cut. Oh, no, no, I have. I'm changing okay. my answer. Uh, that's not how I do it. Okay. Here is how I do it. Tell me. And this is going to sound maybe strange. I don't know if other people eat it this way. Cheerios. I will do it on thick white Texas toast. Okay. With a little layer of horseradish and a slab of cheddar cheese. That sounds great. That's how I, and I do it cold. No, I do it cold. I do like it melted, but I do it cold, generally speaking. I like that. That's really good. That's a well-constructed sandwich right there. That's simple, but I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I got so turned around for a minute in there. You did. I was was so scared. 
we'll throw it a meat. That might make you feel better. You know what? I will. And I'm going to stay on the beef. Uh, and I'm, I'm coming over to your deli for a little while. Beef train. Uh, I'm on the beef train because this is another one, both the corned beef uh, version and the pastrami version where you can have that sort of shredded, fresh cooked version on a sandwich or the sliced cold cut version on a sandwich. I will say cold cut pastrami. Mm. I'm going to put out there on the table as well because I love, I love that cut. It's like a roast beef, but I love that little pepper ring that it gets on the outside of it. It's like a roast beef sandwich with a little extra oom. I'm going to throw out the other half of that, which is corned beef, Mm -hmm. which number one is fantastic warm. I grew up with it on cold cut platters. So that was, that was the only way I really knew it. I, I am not of, of Irish heritage. Yeah. So I, I've never had corned beef and cabbage or anything like that. But here in Los Angeles in the farmer's market, mm-hmm. one of the stalls and there's a great food court. It's not just if you haven't been. Oh, the LA go. farmer's market has some of the best food stalls in the world. Yeah. There's produce there, but there are tons of food stalls, all different mm-hmm. kinds. And there's one in particular that is partially deli, but partially like warm. You get like potatoes and corn and whatever, but they do warm corned beef mm-hmm. and it's great. Their warm corned beef is so good and it's what that stall is known for. And I've eaten there countless times and it's great. I love that you go to get what a stall is. No- find out what a stall is known for and mm-hmm. get that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I think that's very smart. That's a Give way it, to do yes. it. Give me what you're best at. I don't need, yeah. I don't need to experiment with you. I know what you do well and that's what I want. It's like going to Beecher's in Seattle and just ordering olives. Yeah. Like, but it's, but that's the, it's a cheese place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I only know the, I, I'm not familiar nearly at all with corned beef as a sliced deli meat. Oh, it's I, great. I, I strictly know corned beef as a shredded, fresh cooked thing. The flavor that you get from warm roast beef is similar to the flavor that you get from cold deli sliced corned beef, mm-hmm. rather. Yeah, warm corned beef and cold corned beef, they're very similar to one another in flavor. So it has a real depth of flavor to it. Um, it's salty, which I think you would dig, obviously. I do like salty. Works well with pretty much any other meat you want to throw in a sandwich if you like to do multiple meats in a sandwich. It's, I it's guess that's fantastic. true. If it's milder, it's got to, it's, is it on, on a like spice level? It's the halfway point between pastrami and roast beef. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I mean, you know, it, ta- it tastes like it's more coriander you know Yeah, I know what yeah, the corned you, beef flavors are. Yeah, you you know the corned beef flavor. It's mm-hmm. it's that it's that, and for that reason, it's really good. And it's a fattier meat, so it does it have lard to, knobs. Lard knobs, Hal. I wish it did. I'm not going <sighs> to lie to you and tell you there are lard knobs, Mark. I'm not. Gonna if it doesn't that. have lard knobs, I don't know if it can be up there for me. Yeah, I don't want it. If it doesn't have lard knobs, I don't want it. I have one more I would like to throw out into the mix. No, I have two more I want to throw out into the mix. Go ahead. But I'm going to throw out now the classic ham. Mm. The classic, your Virginia ham, your Black Forest ham, all roughly made the same way, which is strip out all the stuff you don't want to eat, bind up all the stuff you do, cook it somehow, cure it somehow, and then slice it up. But I will specifically go... As a Southerner, this I'm getting away from the Italian deli, and I'm going to say as a Southerner, yeah, a good country ham, a good oh, thick yeah, slab, salty, of, good thick slab of country ham. It is very salty. Or a, a, a or sandwich? A, Are you talking about like a ham steak? Because that's there's separate things. I just want to oh, make sure. No, no, no. I'm not talking about. A, I'm not. Context. I'm not talking about the salty country ham. No, I'm changing this. I'm going with what I was thinking of, which was what we always had growing up. In our version of a deli counter, which was the honey baked ham. Okay. That was very Southern for us. I don't know if that was specifically because I was in Tennessee and that's where we had it. And there are honey baked hams everywhere. That could very well be the case. I will say, yeah, the honey baked ham I'm going to put on the list. It's thicker cut. I don't know if it would count because it can't be cut with one of those deli slicers. I don't think of it as a deli meat. I think of honey baked ham as as its, its own Easter thing or it's some holiday. Let's get a honey baked ham in here. Hot comes in yeah. the foil bag, you heat it up in the oven, and then you cut slices off and serve it. And I love that. Absolutely love it. I love it. It's not I really play. a deli ham though. When I visit my in-laws and my brother-in-law makes ham, like it's so good. Mm. Like ham is great. Love it. Cold cut ham is is a little bit more specific I think yeah. than a honey bake to me. 
Well, I realize now I'm getting a little pedantic about this and a little in the weeds, but both of the hams that I mentioned, the honey baked and the uh, because my brain just went find an exemplary ham. Those are both bone in hams, which makes them not deli hams at all because they haven't been taken apart and formed into a loaf as previously just mentioned. But I think that we needed to mention some sort of ham before bringing it in. I have one more. Do you have any others? A ham was going to be mine. So go ahead. Oh, okay, great. I'm going to say this is the one that I think might be my favorite. Not worst. It, no. Liverwurst. It's spreadable meat. All meat should be spreadable. No, I think that my favorite feels like a bridge between the Italian meat and the Jewish deli okay. cold cuts. And that is one that I got in Italy a lot and loved. I just, I learned about it there. I've since found it here and wherever I can find it, I will get it. And that is, it is not pork. It is the only one, the only Italian one that isn't pork. And that is Brasaula. Brasaula is thin sliced beef cold cuts. It's, uh, are you looking at a picture of it? Yes. I'm looking at Brasaula. Yes. It's a beef tenderloin that yeah. has been cured and sliced. So it is a whole meat. Yeah. Uh, or a whole cut, like a roast beef or a corned beef, but it is a different cut than those. It's the tenderloin and it is absolutely delicious. I'm going to be honest, looking at it. Not your thing. Every single loaf, it looks like. At it's not a loaf. It's a tenderloin. Right, right. At an excavation site in Sardinia, we discovered a loaf from six centuries ago. That's Come still on. Edible. Come on. How dare you? It looks lovely. I'm sure I would eat it and enjoy it just I'm going to feed you Brasala next time I see you. Can I lay on a fainting couch like a Roman emperor? <laughs> yes. I will also have grapes and a big old fan. Thank you. It's hot on that couch. Yeah. What do you think are the finalists out of this? I think I, oh, it's going to be one of the, it's going to be one of the Jewish beefs versus oven roasted turkey. I think, I think those are going to be the two. You know what I mean? Those are the, those are what's duking it out right now. As Italian as I am and as much as I love the super high quality European pork based ones, I think it's going to come down to being one of those beef cuts versus the turkey breast so all right turkey breast is in the finals Mm -hmm. okay i agree with that i think it makes sense or ham god this is hard ham also very good ham is great and ham is well now we can talk a little more about the flavors then that's gonna be what puts something over i have a classic ham sandwich strong flavor strong flavor strong smoky sometimes sometimes salty sweet can be also can be like honey Mm-hmm. barbecue but I, w- let's take it in its pure form mm-hmm. or it's un- spam form spam form yes you're talking a classic east coast deets and watson sliced ham sure sure yeah. sure sure i like a ham and swiss ham and swiss is great then does it become about what's the best sandwich i think ham also is good they're all good on their own too you can yeah. eat them by themselves you can just eat if you would just get a package and be like oh i'm gonna make a sandwich but i'm actually just gonna start picking pieces off and eating it mm-hmm. I think that's a sign of a good meat. And any of these will work. Well, real roast beef, you might not because your hands are going to get juicy, shall we say. You have to be very ginger that, yo, I just saw you wince. But that's, that's the, not the, yeah, see the, I don't know where the weird, it feels like the cutoff between the roast beefs is a cross dissolve. Mm hmm. You mean like a roast? It's a little too juicy to still be a cold cut. (laughs) It's too dry to be a, just a cold roast beef that's been sliced. Are you so are you saying it's like corned beef or pastrami or roast beef? Those are the beefs you were referring yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I think it's gonna be sliced pastrami, but I don't know corned beef. Yeah. And I would go corned beef. Mm-hmm. I like pastrami fine, but I would yeah. I would rather have corned beef. That's a personal preference. So do that's we go thing. do they cancel each other out cross multiplication style and now we've got ham versus turkey, which is where we knew this was always going to end? I think that makes sense. <laughs> Okay, I'll throw this out there then. Yeah. I never put cold cut turkey in an omelet, but boy, do I put cold cut ham in a lot of omelets. I have had cold cut turkey in an omelet, and you would put any ham you had in an omelet. It's a breakfast food. That's true. I'd put anything in an omelet. Like any ham you had. Yeah. The ham steak was cold, and you're heating it up. Yeah. So you can use turkey. Have you ever done an open-faced ham sandwich with gravy on it? Uh, No, I don't normally mix ham and gravy. Right. But you would do that with, unless you're making ham gravy. Ooh. I'll tell you the, but I have had it on roast beef. Best sandwich in New York City, Pope of Fifth Avenue. It's, I told you about this. It's hot turkey and hot roast beef covered in gravy and Munster cheese. 
yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Oh. oh, man. Hammer turkey, Hal. One of them's a little better for you. Do we take a, do we think about health for dinner tonight? I think so. I think, I think health is important. I think turkey is probably a more widely eaten meat. Mm-hmm. And it's not the most popular. It's, you know, it's not like the most accessible deli meat, but I think that's one of the things that maybe gives it an edge. Yeah. It's also is, kosher. Is it's kosher. And so delis are such a huge part. Yeah. I mean, it's available to a wider range of people, but also I think it's just the fact that it's a healthier choice. Mm-hmm. It can be, it can be a naughty sandwich meat or it can be a healthy sandwich meat. Yeah. I can't believe we talked so little about ham. Ham's great. I mean, what do you, what do you I mean, I like a ham. Nothing wrong with it. No. I generally don't want a ham. Sa- I'd more likely have a turkey sandwich than just a ham sandwich. Yeah. I like ham with other things. I like ham as part of the sandwich rather than the sandwich. I mean, of all of these meats, the best deli meat, meat is combo. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Roast beef, I would have alone and turkey. I would have alone. None of the other ones. I, I would prefer to mix them up, but that's just me. I'm a different kind of, I'm a rebel. You rebel you. I think we know what the answer is. Hal. I shake my ham belt. For the money and because I love it. <laughs> and I tuck ones into your hand belt. Yeah. Tuck ones into that hand belt. Just stuff them in there. They're not going anywhere. People of the world, sometimes the least exciting choice is the correct choice. Oh, That's no, just the, the way it is muffin. in life. Yeah. Is this you the brand muffin? muffin? Well, get ready <laughs> for sliced oven roasted turkey because it is the best cold cut asked and answered we will not explain it we do not have to explain it if you were listening to this episode we were laying breadcrumbs for you and it's up to you to hansel and gretel your way to the decision that we have made if you're not already there that is asked and answered and it is sealed and we have spoken that's right this topic is closed Uh, was that okay for you there mr knuckles did we do all right yeah good job thanks 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 for the suggestion there this topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets, or you can email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group and talk about your favorite deli meats. Facebook.com slash groups slash We Got This Podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, who hosts a delightful podcast of his own called A Bit of a Chat with Ken Plume. You can listen to that wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you also to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, with whom Hal and I would love to get cozied up together, wrapped in tight, pushed through a uh, sorting machine, cured, salted, smoked, sliced up, and gobbled up in a sandwich. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. Mark Agliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. Don't worry, everybody. We We got got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.